the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning, eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're underway on a Friday, a free-for-all Friday that's not really free-for-all. We do have a lot of guests today, so we're going to be talking about a, lot of, about a lot of very important issues. It's the 22nd morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2021, and coming up on the program in about a half an hour. Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, now she's a great political pundit doing an analysis for us each and every week here on The Answer. She will be joining me. She joined us last night, by the way, too, out at our uh, antibodies party, and I'll tell you about that coming up in just a moment. At 10.10, former Trump advisor Peter Navarro will be joining us. Peter Navarro was one of the more influential members of Team Trump that led Operation Warp Speed. That's right. Led to the development of the vaccines that are right now being mandated uh, by Joe Biden and his administration for all federal employees and threatened to all Americans. And we're going to talk about that coming up as well. <clears throat> That'll be at 1010. And at 1035, John Guandolo will be with us. He is going to be the featured speaker at the new Red Green Access Exposed webinar, which is coming up on Sunday. We always enjoy talking to John Guandolo, very informative and enlightening. So that's coming up at 1035. So Hagen, Navarro, Guandolo are the guests this morning. And, of course, you are always invited to be a guest at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. You dial, and we'll talk right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Now, before we get into the news of the day and a recap of last night, what do you say we all rise? Patriots, please stand if you can. Obviously, if you're driving, you don't have to. Find a flag or something that looks like one if you can. Put your hand over your heart and join us in our Pledge of Allegiance to start our broadcast. Liberals, Biden voters, uh, vaccine mandate pushers, you go ahead and take a knee. We know you don't believe in liberty anyway. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. 
and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, ten minutes after nine. Um, I just want to lay this out. <clears throat> I want to offer my apology to anybody who went to the Avenue Tap House in Lakewood last night looking for our antibodies party. Um, I spent the better part of four days telling you on the air that we were going to have that antibodies party there last night. And some people showed up there uh, looking for us and couldn't find us. And there's a good reason for that. I, well, it's a good reason to me. It may not matter to you if you're upset because uh, we didn't deliver what we promised at the place we promised. We delivered it. It just it was moved at the last second. And I want to explain what happened for those who don't know. And by the way, I, what you also don't know is I invited um, virtually every Senate candidate that I interview on a regular basis to come out and talk and to meet and greet, not to give speeches. It wasn't going to be their event. It was just going to be to mingle and, and, and celebrate natural immunity and, and all of the things that we talked about yesterday with respect to um, uh, you know vaccine mandates. I invited them to come out and talk to a couple of hundred voters. And... Uh, they're all busy. They all had different events going on. Most of them in central Ohio, there were, you know, GOP dinners and GOP forums and so forth. So, the, you know, none of them were available. And I found out and didn't find out until this morning that one of them who said he couldn't make it actually came anyway. And that was Josh Mandel. He sent me a, a text of himself with a couple of other people who were at the Avenue Tap House in Lakewood looking for us. Uh, and he said, just got here. Where are you? They said the event was canceled. So to Josh Mandel, I didn't bother telling him that we were moving the event because I uh, didn't know that he was coming. He, he had uh, you know graciously declined because of his other engagement. So I didn't get a chance to tell him. So to Josh and to everybody else who was at the Tap House last night looking for us, I apologize that we weren't there. Where we were was in Strongsville at the Harvest Saloon. And I'll get to that in a second, too. But just so you know what happened, we were all set uh, to have our event in Lakewood last night, as promised. My friend uh, and co Antibodies party organizer who did the emceeing last night ran all of the games and the raffles and gave away a bunch of money and helped raise money for Citizens for Free Speech. Uh, Chris Cito got a text message late afternoon yesterday. I think it was after 3 o'clock, and our thing started at 6.30. And the message came from one of the owners of the establishment in Lakewood uh, that was going to be hosting our event. And that individual said, see, this is not what I want to be a part of. And he pointed to a Facebook post in which apparently some Facebooks or some uh, Lakewood snowflakes were on Facebook telling people to boycott and avoid these particular establishments because of a super spreader event that was being held by a bunch of anti-vaxxers. That's what they referred to us as. So the owner of the food establishment that provides the food for the uh, for the bar, the tap house, sent a message to my friend Chris Cito, who helped organize things and, like I said, uh, served as the MC of the event last night, and said, we will not be serving the back room. The back room is the party room where we were to gather. So even though the bar owner was willing to hold our event, as promised, the food 
service guy was not going to serve us. And that was enough for us to say, then we're not going to hold our event there. If we're not wanted and we're not welcome and they're not going to offer us food to purchase, uh, then we're going to have to find a place because we wanted to have a party. Food and drink is part of a party. So when they told us we couldn't have the food side, we said, okay. And I want to sh- I want to give a shout out here to a couple of people, particularly Shannon Burns, uh, who is uh, the head of the Strongsville GOP, because he was the first call I made because I knew that if anybody had venues that might be able to host a big, a big event like ours, as big as we had planned it to be, on very short notice like that, it might be Shannon, because uh, Shannon has held so many uh, GOP events in Strongsville and at Strongsville venues. So Shannon Burns put me in touch and did so, like I said, in just uh, on a moment's notice. It was really a remarkable thing and a, and a, and a much appreciated thing, but Shannon... Uh, put me in touch with Mike, who is the owner at uh, Harvest Saloon in Strongsville. And the three of us talked, and they said, yes, we can do this. So the problem for us was getting the word out that we were moving locations, changing venues from Lakewood to Strongsville. I put it on social media as quickly as I could. I put it on a text message to as many people as I could. And obviously, we got a lot of people because we had a great turnout there last night. Really a terrific turnout. I was super impressed and super super appreciative of everybody who was there. But I was also told that there was a big crowd of people waiting for us in Lakewood. So what happened was, as I said, it started snowing in Lakewood. And I'm not talking about weather. I'm talking about the snowflakes who had convinced the... Uh, the restaurant owner there connected to the tap house uh, that uh, we were super spreaders and apparently not wanting to be a part of that. The uh, owner said, then we're not serving them. And that's how we ended up moving out, uh, moving out to Strongsville. Now, having said all of that, what a phenomenal event. What a great turnout. Uh, like I said, it was probably about maybe half. Maybe maybe two thirds of what we would have expected had we had you know all of the people from and who ended up in Lakewood out there with us. A bunch of people came from Lakewood once they found out that the event was moved. They they changed locations too and they followed us out to Strongsville and and those people are awesome, patriots and and devoted, uh, you know, lovers of liberty. Thank you to all of them. But even without the full contingent of people that we would have had, we still had a great, great turnout at the Harvest Saloon last night for our antibodies party. And I want to thank everybody. I hope it was impactful for you. I hope it was something that, uh, you know, that, that will inspire you to continue to work with us and to fight for liberty and to work with Citizens for Free Speech, uh, which is the organization that's going to benefit from the funds raised last night. I really, really appreciated everybody who came out. I met some great people. I had some new conversations with people that I have already met before that I really, really enjoyed. But I just have to tell you, it was a terrific, terrific turnout. Um, what we did yesterday in Lake or in um, uh, Strongsville, rather at Harvest Saloon, and I said this to the crowd last night. What we did, quite literally was present the safest room when in terms of in terms of COVID-19 the safest room in probably America what the leftists in Lakewood who got our situation canceled uh in Lakewood what they said that we would be a super spreader event was literally 
the polar opposite of what we actually represented. What we represented was the safest room full of people in America. Why do I say that? I say that because science, right? Because science. What were we there for? They're celebrating. We were celebrating our natural immunity to the COVID-19 virus. We were there celebrating our antibodies. That's why we called it our antibodies party. We were celebrating the fact that we already had COVID, and we now have natural immunity. It's just like people who have the flu, get over the flu, now have immunity. They're not going to get flu again that season. We were celebrating the fact that our antibodies make us 27 times more protected against COVID-19 infection and transmission than any of the big pharmaceutical profit shots could. It's the safest room in America when this group of people who have antibodies gets together. Nobody can spread COVID-19 because all of us have natural immunity to COVID-19. And when I say immunity, understand, I mean immunity, inoculation, immunization, not just lessens the symptoms. That's what you get from the big pharma profit shots. Lessens the symptoms, lessens the severity, prevents hospitalization, prevents deaths. That's what they tell us. Now, come to find out, as I told you yesterday, that's not true either, as over 40% of the cases of uh, people dying with coronavirus or of coronavirus in the state of Maryland, according to the former CDC director, were people who were fully vaccinated. Not 1%, of over 40% fully vaccinated of people dying. The same story happened in Massachusetts. The same story is happening in every state but they're just not gutsy enough to tell the truth. Robert Redfield was from, from Maryland. But the reality is people with the, the uh, big pharma profit shots are getting COVID. They are transmitting COVID. They're getting hospitalized for COVID. And many of them are dying from COVID, despite their double jab, despite their profit shots. And science tells us, like I said, 27%, or excuse me, not percent, 27 times the protection um, from natural immunity is what we have compared to those who take the the, uh, the jabs. So we weren't a super spreader. We're the opposite of, of a super spreader. Our event was the safest place to be in Cleveland, in Ohio, quite frankly, in America. Any room that's filled with people who are, who are naturally immunized from COVID-19 because they've already recovered from it and they have the antibodies, or if they were exposed to it, even if they didn't get sick, but they have the antibodies, that is literally the safest place to be. So I want to say thank you again. Uh, to Mike Kehoe, the owner of the Harvest Saloon, for hosting us at the last second. Thank you to Shannon Burns for helping to make that happen. And most importantly, thank you to everybody who came out there, everybody who bought a shirt, everybody who bought a shirt. They don't want science. They want compliance. We also had Chris Gorin from uh, Special Effects uh, Custom Printing out there. She had her uh, uh, display of Let's Go Brandon <laughs> merchandise as well, shirts and bumper stickers and hats and other things. Uh, it was a great time, I think, had by all. And as I said, I appreciated the conversations with everyone uh, that I interacted with last night. Just patriots from top to bottom. And uh, you guys are the reason I do what I do. Uh, and I mean that very seriously. What I, what I do on the air every day, when I go to give speeches, when I go to events, you're the reason I do what I do. And uh, and I appreciate every single bit of that. Now the question is, is when's the next antibodies party? Because everybody wants to do this again. And you know what? So do I. 
We'll probably wait a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, after the holidays. Probably don't want to do this around Thanksgiving or Christmas. Maybe we'll do it in January, but we will do it again, and we will gather together uh, and celebrate um, our freedom and fight for our freedom, which, of course, is the whole point here. Okay. Having said all of that, uh, apologies again to anybody who did not get notice of the change of venue. If you went to Lakewood and missed us last night, again, my apologies. It was out of our control, but I think we made the best of a difficult situation. Let's take a time out now at 922, and we'll come back and get started with the work we have to do today on AM 1420 The Okay, 925. So while we were having a party last night celebrating our freedom and our antibodies at the Harvest Saloon in Lakewood, Joe Biden was having a different kind of a party with a handful of select invited audience members in a pseudo town hall meeting on CNN with Anderson Cooper. And I say pseudo because it wasn't a real town hall meeting. A real town hall meeting is when the people come up and ask unscripted questions uh, and maybe even critical ones of the person hosting the town hall. These were invited guests who were never going to ask anything that Joe Biden wasn't already told of in advance and uh, certainly were not going to be critical. And yet Joe Biden managed to come off and look like a babbling, bumbling buffoon anyway. I want to play a couple of clips uh, from this um, conversation with Joe Biden last night. The first one is is just appalling. Um, our first responders once thought of as heroes. Our first responders once thought of as lifesavers are now apparently uh, they are expendable. They're expendable, and it is no sweat and no concern whatsoever of Joe Biden to say uh, we should fire them. The two things that concern me, <clears throat> That's the wrong one. My apologies. Let's get the, the right one for you. I've got two clips I want to play for you. Here's the one about the first responders. Three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders, be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, The President of the United States just called for the firing of first responders who refused to take the Big Pharma profit shot. The man just casually said yes and yes to firing people who literally provide public health and public safety, all in the name of public health and public safety. Joe Biden thinks that the profit shot is best for public health and public safety, yet he is willing to sacrifice public health and safety if people don't get the profit shot. Children of first responders would go hungry. Families would go bankrupt. And Joe Biden doesn't care. You take your shot and you shut the hell up. I don't care who you are and how much of a hero you consider yourself to be. And don't come to me using freedom as a defense for you not taking the profit shot. Here's clip two. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. 
you you just heard the president of the United States casually and cavalierly dismiss the concept of the very foundation of this republic, which is freedom. Did you hear him? He just he just almost did a come on, man, freedom. He literally said, no, I mean, come on, freedom. Nah, come on, freedom, freedom. Listen, people all about freedom. The idea that the President of the United States has fire first responders and anybody who doesn't want to get the profit shot can't use freedom as their defense is, is the man cannot serve as President of the United States. He is dismissing flippantly and casually the idea of freedom. Now, come on, freedom. Huh, like, what's that? And then, of course, his, his uh, little ridiculous uh, freedom to kill you with my COVID uh, line is, is just as reprehensible. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. Only in a bizarro world, in a bizarro universe, can the President of the United States claim that people who don't have COVID-19 and refuse to get the, the profit shot are going to kill people with COVID-19, particularly killing people who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. I want you to wrap your brain around all of that. Joe Biden basically is saying that people who don't have a disease are going to kill other people with their non-existent disease. And those other people are people who have been vaccinated against that very disease. That's the President of the United States. It was an embarrassment. I'm glad we had our, our, uh, our uh, antibodies party last night because then I didn't have to watch him on television and I didn't have to see this until this morning because I wouldn't have been able to sleep all night long if I'd have seen this last night. Okay, 9.30, we'll get our newscast now. We'll come right back. Christina Hagen will be joining us on AM 1420 The Answer. Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 937. We continue. AM 1420. The answer. I told you we're loaded up today. Joining us now, normally Christina Hagan talks to us at 1035. That's her regular slot for uh, her commentary and analysis of the day's news. But we uh, had a couple of things that had to shift to make room for uh, John Guandola, and she was kind enough to bump it up an hour uh, to be with us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Christina Hagan, good to have you back. Former state representative, thank you. How are you? Good morning. I am well in spite of the reality of the day's news, the week's news, the year's news, and I'm ready to chat. (laughs) Well, uh, first, I want to thank you again. For those who don't know uh, your experience last night, um, you, we, of course, invited you to come out for our antibodies party, which got sh- changed at the last minute from a Lakewood location to a Strongsville location. And you had quite a, quite an eventful evening there. Can you, uh, with, you go as personal or as, as impersonal as you want now, talking about how you had to hunker down and you weren't sure you were going to be able to go anywhere last night? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, defending America is a, uh, precious thing and, but defending my children is first and foremost. And we got, uh, lots of tornado warnings and indications on our 
on our phones, on our radars, on the news. And so my kids and I were hunkering down before Adam could get home from service call. So we were down in the basement. And what was supposed to be like a 30-minute tornado warning turned into about an hour-and-a-half tornado warning. So I wasn't sure I was going to make it out to the natural immunities, the antibody party, but I was determined uh, to be there with like-minded people. So I fed my family dinner, and I got on the road and got the opportunity to really be encouraged by a lot of people that believe we should be fighting back and advocating for truth and sharing the reality of what's going on and binding together to be a force against us. So I appreciate you guys holding it. I appreciate everyone rallying together and even people coming from one location to another. So just getting to be present and be encouraged was a blessing to me. So thanks for doing it, Bob. Well, it was an, as you mentioned to me, it was an hour and 15 minute drive. You, you had every excuse to say, couldn't make it. Sorry. Had to, had to take care of the kids, had to stay in the basement, uh, in prayer during a tornado warning and all of these things. And instead, once the weather cleared, you came out anyway. And that is above and beyond the call of duty. So I really appreciated you making that extra, uh, extra effort. It was really a wonder, a, a joy to see you. Now, let's talk about, I'm going to actually uh, play something for you. I'm so glad we had our party last night, Christina, because that means we weren't home watching CNN and the town hall meeting with Joe Biden. Uh, if I had seen this last night, I probably wouldn't have been able to, to sleep, uh, and I'd be in a, a lot worse shape this morning here. But I heard it this morning instead when I got up, and I want you to hear it and give us your response to it. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. That's the leader of the free world. That's the president of the United States casually dismissing the foundation of this great republic, which, of course, is liberty. He literally just said, I'm not going to listen to all these non-vaccinated people telling us about their freedom, freedom to kill other people with COVID, freedom. The disgust and the contempt in his voice when he said the word freedom chills me to my bones, uh, Christina Hagen. What's your response? Um, my response is simple, and it's that um, it's very obvious and apparent that this, these are wicked leaders, wicked leaders who are fully intended to deceive and divide this country, um, to tear it to shreds, everything that we know and love about this country, our freedom, our rights, our independence. They want nothing of the sort to exist for our children. Um, so they will divide us in every way possible. And this pandemic, um, this created pandemic, this virus, this um, created by the United States in conjunction with our greatest, gravest enemy um, situation, where we know that this is not a vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, um, that vaccinated people, as Marilyn report, is reporting, um, is are being taken um, at great rates uh, to this virus as much as, you know, no different than those who are unvaccinated. But this is a man who does not care about facts. This is a man who does not care about truth or any type of validity. Um, these are people that appoint men who are confused about their identity and their gender who have failed grossly in, a, in the midst of their created pandemic in states like Pennsylvania who ushered people through car shows to um, no avail to their safety, and then label them as women admirals. I mean, these people are the kings and queens of deceit and division. They don't care about truth. Um, there is no absolute moral value that they operate their lives by. They are trying to destroy the country, plain and simple. This is an act of evil, um, and it will get, I think, 
more disgusting and grotesque by the day. Uh, but we, I think, as Christians, need to be vigilant in recognizing that it is through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we will save people, and it's not through the government. The government has grossly failed us. So I think as believers, we need to share the light and the way. Uh, but ultimately, no, we're dealing with evil, wicked nature people that want to destroy what is good and what God gifted us here in this country. I think that's uh, entirely accurate, and it's uh, through that lens I want you to view this clip also from last night, the President of the United States. Now, you know, Christina, that the argument that the President uses for van- uh, vaccine mandates, and uh, not just the President, but Dr. Fauci and everybody else who's pushing these mandates, the argument is it's in the best interest of public safety. It's in the best interest of public health. Keep that in mind as you listen to this. As as many as as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders, be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. If the vaccine mandate is in the interest of public health and public safety, can can you tell me, because I can't get it through my thick skull, Christina Hagan, how is firing first responders, police officers, ambulance workers, firefighters who don't want to take the jab, how is firing first responders going to further public health and public safety? It won't. It never will. It's completely contradictory to keeping Americans safe to reduce the number of uh, safety service providers that we have. I mean, I'm the wife and sister of firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, and to say to them, it's your fault when you are unvaccinated and you come to work and the person who is vaccinated and gets the virus, um, now you have to stay off work or you need to have discriminatory action taken against you and you need to be slapped on the hand. It makes no sense at all. This is not based in fact. I mean, demagogues like Joe Biden and many others have been utilizing this virus, this pandemic, um, and creating this inflationary economic hardship for the purposes of dividing and destroying the bonds that Americans have. They will pit us against each other at any cost. And ultimately, the cost is um, our, our country. I mean, they want this to be a socialist country, and the surest way to do that is to divide and destroy everything good, our social fabric, our ability to even protect ourselves. Um, and I, I, you know, I will say for the unions that are rising up for police and fire across this country, praise God, uh, for the pilots, for, the, for everybody who is saying no and creating a force against us. This is the only way to fight it, to stop it, is if people that are actually sane on this issue and are looking at data, are looking at the science and saying, wait a minute, I should be able to sustain my freedom because I'm not unclean, I'm not dirty, I'm not inflicting pain or harm upon my neighbor by having my own personal uh, physical autonomy and choice and right to govern my medical decisions and my body. And mind you, you know, now they're getting ready to roll out the mix and max match of boosters, and you have to get a booster, what, every five minutes for the rest of your life? I mean, when does the madness end? We have no idea of the compounding harm and implications this will cause. But what we do know is 40% of people in Maryland who have received the vaccine have, have 40% of the people that have died were vaccinated. So it's not saving people's lives. 
they've changed the nature of how you describe a vaccine at the CDC sneakily in June to now. Uh, obviously, a vaccine used to have to stop something from reoccurring. That is no longer the definition of a vaccine in our own definition. It, it, we've gone mad as a country if we allow this to prevail. Well, neither. You're exactly right. Um the vaccines, as they are called, uh, which they had to change the definition to be able to do in the first place, not only do they not do what a vaccine does, which is prevent reoccurrence of a particular uh, virus, um, they don't even do what they said they were supposed to do, which is lessen the symptoms, the severity, the need for hospitalization and death, because of what you just said. Exactly right. Dr. Robert Redfield, the former CDC director. Remember, we were told and continue to be told, listen to the CDC, listen to the CDC. Well, Dr. Robert Redfield, who is the, was the head of the CDC, is now working for the state of Maryland and reported exactly what you just said, not 40%, but over. And that could mean 41 or it could mean 49. Over 40% of the uh, COVID deaths in Maryland over the last eight weeks were people who were fully vaccinated. So, so the vaccines don't, not only do not prevent, uh, infection, they don't lessen the severity or the chances of death either, because that's an astounding number, especially when they were telling us only 1% of hospital, hospitalizations and deaths from COVID were people who were vaccinated. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 99% of the people who die from COVID are unvaccinated. Yeah, I would say, you know, we're at a time where instead of Biden weaponizing um, the bureaucracies against American parents, we should be going after the real terroristic domestic threats being posed by people like Fauci, who blatantly lied to Congress about all of these issues, have allowed this to be inflicted upon the American people, have lied on multiple accounts um, about the origin, about our contribution to this. And now these things are becoming public and we're still, we're still not forcing those things to happen. I mean, this, I think it's more than perjury, honestly, what Fauci's done. I think it's, you know, these are terroristic acts. It should not be five years. It should be a minimal of eight years for what he has done to the American people. I mean, he's, he's entrusted violence upon us. I mean, this is, we're just in a crazy state of the nation. And they have Americans um, running in every direction because they're hitting every single issue, every single pressure point. Um, 75% of American parents are concerned about what's being taught in the classroom. Parents are concerned about speaking up to school boards because they're being chased out by the federal government and being threatened um, to be labeled as domestic terrorists. And here in the meanwhile, we're dividing our workforce, our labor force. We're allowing unprecedented rates of illegal immigration into our country with unknown diseases to pour into our country. And the same person who's saying that we're killing our neighbor by simply existing and sustaining a choice for medical freedom um, said that President Trump was responsible for every single COVID death in this country. Yet he's allowed all of this to ensue under his watch and allowed all of this mass immigration. We're just at a point of complete insanity. It's truly the only, I think the only hope we have is in the Lord, honestly. Well, you're, that's well said, by the way. Um, you know, and, and what you just said about uh, the weaponization of the Justice Department and so forth against parents uh, is spot on. The other thing that happened yesterday, in addition to Biden's town hall meeting, was Merrick Garland testifying before a congressional committee and, and, and admitting to Jim Jordan that, yes, it was the letter from the National School Boards Association combined with what he said was newspaper stories that I read that say, <clears throat> excuse me, 
that parents are out of control and are potentially domestic terrorists. He said he didn't say they were, but it was the letter that described parents as domestic terrorists that was written to Joe Biden and handed to Merrick Garland that led to Merrick Garland's memorandum to the FBI that they should be ready to investigate these parents who are acting like domestic terrorists. He denied knowing about the situation in Loudoun County, even though it was in the letter that led to his memorandum, the situation in which a parent whose daughter had been raped in a bathroom by a boy in a skirt claiming transgender status, and I think he said he claimed he was non-binary and he can go wherever he wants, this father was one of the ones who was arrested and accused of being a domestic terrorist because he went to a school board to complain about what happened to his daughter. So, you know, Christina, that's a long way, to, a long way of saying um, our government isn't listening to the victims, which would be the children and the parents. Our government is listening to those who would continue to victimize, and that would be the school boards that legitimize uh, these types of you know policies. Yeah, unquestionably. So, I mean, this is one of the most tyrannical overreaches of government we've ever seen, just to make American parents feel unsafe protecting and safeguarding the children that God has specifically given them to do just that. I mean, we are at... I think a complete um, crossroads in this country. We either permit this or we push back. We, we bind together and push back in full force. And that's, I mean, that's why I came out last night because we can't sit around and, you know, somebody said to me, we need young people involved. You know what? Parents are trying their best just to make sure that their kids aren't poisoned with the information that's coming down from the federal government into the classroom. And it's hard. It's hard to be on the front lines, but right now we have to be on the front lines of every issue because we know there aren't enough Jim Jordan, there aren't enough Rand Paul uh, federally to hold back the gates of hell that they're unleashing on us. That's very well said. Christina Hagen, I always appreciate talking to you on the radio, and I want to again express my appreciation for you coming out. I invited a lot of current and former elected officials to come out last night, and I'm not blaming any of those who could not do it because I know there were legitimate conflicts. But you were literally the only former elected official who came out, and you did so when you didn't have to. After the uh, tornado scare and everything else, you, you drove an hour and 15 minutes each way to come out there and talk to the people, talk to some constituents, talk to like-minded patriots, and I can and tell you that it will not be forgotten. It's my pleasure, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Christina Hagen. We'll talk to you next week. Christina Hagen is a patriot. She is a true, died in the wool American patriot. And uh, we need more people like her. And I don't know what her next campaign is going to be. But whatever it is, I'm going to volunteer on it. And and we need to get her back in elected office somewhere, somehow, because she can only do good for this country. Okay, 9.53. We'll take a quick time out. Come right back. Okay, 9.57, short segment here, but I want to share with you a little bit about what I was talking to Christina Hagan about. This is our own Congressman Jim Jordan yesterday questioning Merrick Garland in the uh, House Oversight Committee. Your memo, very first first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, That's your source? So let me be clear, this is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? 
when the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats, when we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board association letter expired, Mr. Deutsch? All right, so that's that's Jim Jordan pinning Merrick Garland down on the fact that he used two sources to make the decision to sick the FBI on parents and to try to stop them from speaking out at school board meetings. One is the letter written by the National School Board Association asking for him to do exactly that. And contained within that uh, letter was the story of a Loudoun County, Virginia parent whose daughter had been raped, who was arrested at a school board meeting when he yelled too loudly at school board members who said his daughter was lying and that they didn't believe her. Even though that school district had already known that the the offender had been arrested and was under house arrest and then eventually transferred to another school. They knew it. Merrick Garland said he didn't see that in the letter. He didn't know that. He just said that I I read and also have seen newspaper accounts that people are becoming violent at school board meetings. No violence was committed at that school board meeting except for the man, the father of the raped girl, was tackled by the cops. That's the only violence that took place. He was taken down for yelling too loud at the school board members. And apparently yelling too loud means you're intimidating and harassing and threatening violence, which means here comes the FBI. The blue windbreakers are going to be hiding behind trees in your yard. It is an astounding thing. It is, a, it is an extraordinary um, surrender, surrender of our rights, our free speech rights, and then eventually our rights to due process, because this cannot happen. Okay, time out now for news at the top of the hour on the other side. This is a conversation you're going to want to hear. I'm going to talk to Peter Navarro. Devoted supporter of President Trump and one of only three Trump officials who was with him from the time he was inaugurated in 2016 until the end of his term. He was also one of the pioneers of Operation Warp Speed, one of the most influential figures in getting the vaccines developed. How does Peter Navarro feel about the the mandating of those vaccines? I will ask him. He'll join us next on AM 1420, The Answer. To show how much you mean to General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.